talking a lot about the uh, Cardinals preseason loss to the Baltimore Ravens. The juggernaut preseason Ravens, 24-17. Here to help us uh, break it down further from SI.com, the all-Cardinals site there. Howard Balzer joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Good morning, Howard. How are you? I'm doing well, guys. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Um, I said my biggest takeaway uh, from last night's game, Howard, wasn't anything to do with the Cardinals. It was that it's pretty clear that the Baltimore Ravens take preseason seriously. <laughs> Did you have a different big takeaway from that game? <laughs> no, they definitely do. I mean, there's no question about it. And a lot of the uh, Cardinals players were talking about it during the week, especially Marquise Brown with his experience there. Trace McSorley, of course, was part has was part of the five of the victories in this streak when he was with the Ravens. So, you know, John Harbaugh says, well, I mean, we don't go in just saying we have to win, we have to win, and obviously there's no game planning in these games, but as this streak has gone on, they want to keep it going. Uh, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> the one thing the Cardinals avoided, I was looking at, looking at this going into last night, of the 21 straight wins, 11 of them were double-digit victories. Yep. And at least the Cardinals avoided that <laughs> with their two fourth-quarter yeah. touchdowns. But other than that, like you said, not, not a whole lot to take away uh, from this game. The one thing I'm always saying, you know, what's the big takeaway for me? There's only one of these left. That's, that's, right. that's, that's good news. That. All right, who who through your eyes through these first two games has flashed to the point where where they've gotten your attention? I'll, I'll tell you the, the guys at wide receiver and whether they're competing for one or two spots who knows what it'll be obviously DeAndre Hopkins won't be on the roster to start the season the health of Antoine Wesley is up in the air at this point even though it still is three weeks until the first game but Andy Isabella I mean it's he looks like a different guy and he's making plays Greg Dortch I mean Victor Bolden didn't practice that much this past week because of an injury and he came in last night and he made some plays so those three guys I don't know if they're competing for one spot maybe two to at least open the season but they've you know they've shown that they can make plays and they're all small guys uh, but George also a very good punt returner so I think how the Cardinals flesh that position out is is going to be you know is going to be a big question The, the other thing at running back I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know if anybody knows right now who the number two running back is. Yeah. And, I mean, Darrell Williams has hardly played. You know, Benjamin has been okay. Uh, Keontae Ingram has, has played pretty well. In fact, when they got down to the one-yard line there in the first half and couldn't get it in, I'm thinking, and that was, I, th- I think Jonathan Ward had been hurt already, and I'm thinking, put Ingram in there uh, from the one-yard one line. They couldn't get in. But, you know, he, he's been impressive, too. So those are going to be two positions to watch over the next nine or eight days, really, because the cut to 50 is a week from tomorrow. Howard Balzer from SI.com, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. Going back to the wide receiver spot, and you hit on some great stuff there, Howard. Bick and I were talking about it earlier, though. If it came down to, and you're right, the, the Antoine Wesley situation, I think, complicates matters in terms of roster construction. But if it comes down to one wide receiver spot between Dortch and Andy Isabella, and they both played well, as you pointed out, how much weight does Andy Isabella being a second-round pick four drafts ago. Does that still hold any weight? 
I, I don't know that it really does. And for, for this reason, I say that. I mean, he was a second-round pick last year, and he could hardly get on the field. Uh, he was inactive for a whole bunch of games. And at the end of the season, uh, Dortch uh, was active and not Andy Isabella. And I think that was for what he can he can give you on, on special teams. And I think that, that can be a plus. I mean, kickoff returns really, as we know, don't matter that much anymore. But putt returns can change, obviously, field position. I think that's one thing that Dortch brings. Obviously, Isabella has more experience more experience in the offense, so that could potentially help him. But, man, Greg Dortch, whether it's practice, whether it's games, he just finds a way to make plays. So that's who I might uh, favor right now. And we'll, we'll see, though, how it, like I said, how it plays out. How concerned are you about the state of this underfunded defense with the Cardinals? Yeah. You know, it's especially a corner, you keep looking at this. And I, I remember when Cliff Kingsbury said in minicamp back in June, that he said, well, I would expect one or two guys uh, to be signed. And that was right before they signed Josh Jackson. And he was signed at the end of uh, a minicamp. And so he's, I mean, he's had ups and downs. He's made some plays, but then he's been beat on others. Uh, the depth there is very questionable. And it would, it would shock me if there's not another guy isn't added to the to that group at some point in these next couple of weeks. Everyone keeps throwing out the name Robert Alford. I don't know what his health status is. You'd think that if he was healthy, perhaps something would have happened on him already. But whether the Cardinals are looking at the waiver wire, whether it's a trade, whatever it might be, it's hard to imagine going into the regular season with the group that they have right now at that spot. So that that definitely is a question mark. Hard to tell though in a lot of things. I mean you have backups in there, you're playing against backups and all that, and obviously it'll look different when the season starts, but this defense is going to be challenged because you don't want necessarily a situation where the offense is almost forced to score 30 points in a game to win. We know the Cardinals are capable of it, but that's just not sustainable week after week after week. So it's going to be, it'll be curious to see what, what they do with this defense and when they get the main guys in there how much of a difference that makes, obviously. Howard Balzer from the AllCardinalsSI.com site, our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Got our first look at Trey McBride on the field. Only got targeted twice, no catches, was completely outshined on the other side by another rookie tight end and Isaiah Likely. But uh, for somebody who's been at camp as much as you have and, and being at practice as much as you have, uh, where is your excitement level? Uh, does it match the Cardinals' excitement level from what you've seen on Trey McBride? I think overall it does, but it has to be tempered now with the fact that he did miss a bunch of practice Mm -hmm. because of some tightness in his back. And how much did that affect him last night? Who who can say? But he certainly wasn't getting much separation. But the the guy's a talented player. I don't think there's any doubt about it. And how he'll be utilized when the main offense is in there will be the question. And we'll have to to wait and see on that. But the the guy definitely has ability. And I, I do think that he can ha- be an impact on this team. Is it right away when the season starts? Perhaps not, but I think in time he's he's going to be a big part of this offense. Watching Kyler Murray call plays has been very entertaining. It's been an unexpected diversion. What what do you expect or what do you suspect is the, the genesis behind all of this? I, I, I think... 
It's a great question. I, I think there, it's a combination of things. And Kingsbury's talked about keeping him involved and things like that and getting a view of what it's like. And so, you know, maybe sometimes when he, 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 he wonders about, oh, that, that play call, why is Cliff Kingsbury doing that? What's going on here? He has a little more understanding of that. I thought it was interesting last night on that fourth and ten play, which ended up being their last offensive play, and he throws a deep ball down the right sideline to John Trey Kirkland. And I asked Kingsbury about that off the game. That was typical Kyler, wasn't he? He said, oh, yeah, he wanted to take a shot. We were trying to tell him, go for something, you know, just try to get the first down, but he wanted to take a shot. That's something that Kyler Murray would do, and we don't know how many times maybe he's done that, gone against the play call that Cliff Kingsbury sent in. So I think overall, keep him involved and be a part of the offense and and then understand what what Kingsbury's going through when he has those headsets on on the sideline and he's on the field listening for the play call. Howard Balzer, our guest uh, from SI.com. Howard, thanks so much for joining us this morning. We appreciate it.